All right, well, good evening. Uh, welcome to our midweek service for those that are here in the house uh, where to coordinate. And for those uh, that are um, watching via YouTube, Facebook, online, or those that will see this throughout the week. All right, so we, we have a new message to start out this week. Again, no matter what our, our message is in the next six months, Keep in mind, we're trying to lock in to, uh, you know, to another level of diligence, discipline, focus, uh, to stretching ourselves to be all in more. Obviously, you, there's, there's a pl as far as God, you, we never arrive. We're always evolving, you know, until uh, Jesus comes and we'll be in the presence of the Father. Who knows what type of elevation happens in, the, in heaven, <laughs> you know, and what type of clowns and all that stuff. So, so, so no matter what we talk about um, uh, in the next few months, just keep in mind it's all God giving us advanced information to shift us and prepare us for some things. Uh, so, so we're going to open up this Wednesday with uh, Faith Fortress. Our message is Faith Fortress. And, of course, Sunday we'll be talking about the gifts and coming up here, uh, one of these Sundays when we finish with the gifts, there's a message coming called Proven, Proven. Uh, weaved into that will be the different tests of ministry or the test of, of growing in the kingdom of God. So I think you'll love that because some people are operating in a test and may not realize it. <laughs> okay? All right, so let's get into this uh, faith fortress. Now, you know, of course, we always talk about, you know, uh, Romans 12, 3, God has dealt to every man a measure of faith, right? And then we say, well, you don't want the faith, you just don't want to have the faith in you. You want the faith coming up out of you. And faith cometh up or resurrects by hearing the word or understanding the word. Uh, we know that um, um, it's probably not a focus scripture today, but it is uh, Romans 10, 17. It should be something in our heart. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But we know when the faith gets to the surface, we don't want it just hovering on the surface. Um, we want to activate it. Faith worketh by love, right? Uh, Galatians 5, 6. This, we talk about faith. We got to talk about our four pillars. And then number one, once it's activated, we don't want just faith moments. We want a faith life. The just shall live by faith, right? All right, so for our focuses today, we'll highlight those first two. God has dealt every man a measure of faith and that we want to live by this measure of faith that God has given us. Of course, that's Romans 1.17. Now, the interesting thing is if you're, God has set this life up and he knows a key to you living this life is faith. Of course, it's love. He shed love in our heart too. But the key to even seeing God is faith, right? Without faith, it's impossible. The key to pleasing God. Without faith, it's possible to please God for those that, uh, um, what is it? It's an audible. Uh, Hebrews 11.6, right? What in my notes, but, but, but we're talking about faith. So uh, Hebrews 11.6, it says, but without faith, it's impossible to please him, for he is a uh, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he's a reward of them that what? Diligently seek him. And so, of course, you would have to be looking through faith lenses to even seek God, right? Right? 
And so, so faith is important in our relationship with God. It's important in our press towards God. It's important for us to navigate through this life, to live like, um, to live this super life in this natural world, right? Does that make sense? Like if you, you know, we were talking about the gifts, to even use the gifts, it takes faith. You know, to, to, you know because you can, you know, we have a pretty, quite a few gifted people in here as we go through the teaching. Uh, gifts are being stirred up throughout the week with our grandkids and, and gifts was being stirred up in them. Uh, you know, whether it was words of knowledge, words of wisdom, prophecy, stuff just started coming out, you know. Uh, because when you're around, as we were talking about the other week, gifted people, gifts start dancing and jumping. All right, so I said that to say, so if a word of knowledge comes to you, there's still a level of faith to express it. A word of wisdom, a level of faith, because you may hear something, you'd be like, I ain't saying it. <laughs> so it takes faith to, or if God uh, is arresting your body, it takes faith to just float and yield, right? To speak in unknown tongues, it takes faith to float and yield, right? This thing takes faith. Now, so if, if, if there is an enemy, we, we agree with there's an enemy, there is an adversary, we agree with that. Well, the adversary, if he knows one of the keys to you living this life is faith, what do you think he would try to do? Attack your faith. So let's look at Luke 22. Let's look at Luke 22 here. Uh, it should be somewhat of a familiar scripture. Uh, we reference these particular scriptures quite often uh, as we're growing in the things of God. All right, so Luke 22 will lock in here at verse 31. So, you know, uh, this is the Lord talking to Peter or Simon, you know, Simon Peter. He says, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you. Now, now, so Satan wants to take it, to have his life, right? But look at what he says. He says that he may sift you as wheat. So he don't just want you. He wants to break you down, break you down, break you down. Sifting is is taking that, that, that large grain and, and breaking it down and breaking it brown, breaking it down almost to, you know, the uh, granules, right? Now, his next statement in verse 32, he says, but I have prayed for thee in advance, look, that thy faith fail not. So he's saying he's trying to break you down. He says, but I'm praying that your faith fails not. So that means what is he really trying to break down? Your faith, right? He says... And when thou art converted, go strengthen our brothers to make sure they hold on to their faith also. Right? So this is what the Lord was showing me. We have to stay with the, with, within the faith fortress. We have to stay within the faith fortress. Right? Like there's, there's, there's a, a, because we've been given faith Satan is trying to steal our faith, so we have to stay in, a, in an environment of faith to keep our faith strong, right? Right? Staying in, so a faith fortress, which is what we'll be highlighting and talking about today. Let's look here at Romans 14. Let's go to Romans 14. I'm going to give you some foundational scriptures before we jump into the, um, the focus, the highlight for today. All right, so John 14, Romans 14, I apologize. Romans 14, and we'll, uh, we'll hit verse 7. 
It says, for none of us liveth, liveth to himself, no man dieth to himself. Now, it's kind of like, it's saying or a matter of fact thing, that's how it should be, right? It shouldn't be about ourselves, right? Verse 8, for whether we live or whether, it says, for whether we live, we live unto the Lord. Whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's, right? It says, for to this end, both, uh, to this end, Christ both died and rose and revived that he might be the Lord both of the dead and the living. We highlight in that scripture because basically we live within God. Remember, we, 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 uh, we talked about if you take a fish out of water, die after a period of time. You know, uh, if you take a tree out of the ground, leave it out of the ground, eventually after a while it dies. Take man out of God. Yeah. Right. So we live within God. Now, if this faith is a key and we live within God. It seems to me like our source of strengthening and building our faith is being in the presence of God, right? Living in the presence of God. Let's go to Psalm 16. Psalm 16. Just making a case for our faith fortress. You know, it, you know as, as we're flowing into gifts and people are... The saints are being are equipped to to do the work of the ministry. Did you hear that? As the saints are equipped to do the work of the ministry, so as they're counseling, advising, talking, uh, training, uh, uh, discipling, as they're doing these things, you know what I'm saying? They, you know, when people are going to be going through stuff while they're on your teams and you're guiding them through. You know, you could just, hey, you in your faith fortress? You know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't got to get deep with all your, your counseling. You know, you'd be like, hey, looks like you're not within your faith fortress. <laughs> right, right? You know, like, you, you know, sometimes it's, 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 it's not as complicated. But let's look here. Another familiar scripture, Psalm 16, verse 11. It says, thou shalt show me the path of life, right? The path of life. We may highlight that a little bit later, right? Look, and then after the colon, it says, in thy presence is what? Fullness of joy at thy right hand pleasures forevermore. So in his presence is fullness of joy. In his right hand pleasures forevermore. So in, that, in the faith fortress with God is everything we need, right? Is everything. Because see, one... Uh, you have all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, says that in Ephesians 1, 3, right? You can't see them if you're not in faith. And, and when we're in faith, you know, look at your life. When you're faithful, full of faith, feeling faith, rolling in faith, you flow different. But when you're in fear or you're in confusion, you're in doubt, you're depressed, you don't flow the same. Matter of fact, I, I, you know, uh, my wife who, who lives with me all the time, she tell you I operate this way. So... I probably don't always react like people would like me to. No, no amen. I thought I was going to get that from her. I thought I was going to get that from her. But I got it. But it, but Ed did it. It, it was like, <laughs> right? Well, well, the interesting thing is because God is, is, has grown me and has continued to grow me to not be considering everything. 
So what's an emergency to everybody else is not an emergency to me. And then sometimes as people are processing things, so, so uh, Siobhan was saying this the other day uh, at her job, uh, the boss was, was dictating stuff and she was taking notes. And she was like, well, just let me know if I'm going too fast. She said, uh, oh, no, 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 no. My pastor's trained me to take notes at this church. She said, so, the, so and, and my pastor goes kind of fast. She said, so I've crystallized how to write down notes to keep up, right? And, and, and so the thing is, uh, Pastor Mel, I'll tell you this, as we've been growing together and, and growing and how to study and this, that, and the other, I always talk to her about keys, right? We talk about keys. I said, well, baby, I have keys. Like, I don't have my whole sermon right now. I got keys that are trigger all the thoughts that I was studying throughout the week, right? And so I, I live life that way. So as, as people are talking to me, they may go, well, so I'm going to tell them this, 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 that, and the other. I, I've already processed the crystallized thought that you could tell them person. But then somebody go, well, maybe I should tell them this. Then they go, maybe I should do this, and maybe I should do that. I'm not reacting because I'm like, I already told you this is the, the, what, what this is the best way to communicate and simplify that thought. It's the same thing when there's an issue, there's a best way. My mind goes, oh, this is the best way to do that. Then the person says, wow, I was thinking about doing this. Do you think I should do this? Do you think I'll do that? So after the best way has already been produced by the Holy Spirit, I'm not with you at that point. I'm just loving you and listening through you, you go through back and forth to do stuff. But be honest, I'm done at what the Holy Spirit said is the crystallized thought. Now, but I'm not checked out because I have to, and, and, and people will know because I'm listening to them. And I'll give them back what they say, and I'll go back what they say. But now I'm, now I'm trying to guide them as a shepherd into the crystallized thought because they have to have a peace with it or they won't articulate it well. Right? Right. So, so I said that to say it's a faith thing. So in this presence, like, you, you, you feel Oh, it's this. You see it. Like, like, you know, like you see it, see it. But when you're overwhelmed with fear, you second guess it. Right? It could be the right thing if you ever, like, God told you to do something, you was about to do it, then you said, no, nah, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And you did those things, and you ended up right back with, I knew I should have did what God told me to do the first time. Right? All right, so... Something happens when you're in his presence. In his, and when you're in his presence, you're in the faith fortress, right? And, and, and when you're in that faith fortress, your faith is stirred up. You got your faith lenses on and circumstances don't look the same. Issues don't look the same. Purpose doesn't look the same. Now, now, now if you have an enemy and an adversary, what do you think his goal is? Make you see differently is good. Create lack of confidence. Throw you off your course and purpose. Remember that. Write that down as a note for yourself. Throw you off your course and purpose. Right. Huh? Lose your faith. So, so let's go with everything you said, but right now you're in a faith fortress. What do you think is going That's it, to get you out of the faith fortress. Somehow, because as long as you're in there, I can't do nothing with you. But if I can get you out of that, the presence of God, I, 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 I may still can't stop you, but you're going to consider more 
of my diversions, distractions, and offerings, right? My false evidence appearing real. In his presence, you're probably laughing every time I try to present something to you. Like, really? I supposed to go for that? Outside of the fortress, you go, well, maybe I should do that. Oh, my God, what's going to happen? You know, you, you, you do more oh, my gods outside of the fortress, right? Y'all know what oh, my gods is, right? Right, you know, magnifying something that's really not necessarily an issue. Or what does the Bible say? Having fear where no fear is, right? As it says in the book of Psalms, right? All right, so uh, Psalm 144, verse 2 um, now, you're not going to, you, you, you have to look this version up, but it's the uh, uh, TPT. It's the Passion Translation, right? It says, he is my shelter of love and my fortress of faith. Look, and my fortress of faith, right? Who wraps himself around me as a secure shield. I hide myself in, in, in this one who subdues enemies before me. See, so when I'm in his presence, that scripture's saying I'm in this fortress of faith. He's wrapped himself around me and all of his faith is going all through me. And I don't see, I'm, I'm secure, I'm at peace. I don't see things the same. I don't operate the same, right? Uh, basically, uh, the Bible describes it uh, in, in um, uh, Job, which we'll get to here in a second, it's a hedge of protection. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's a fortress of faith, but it's a hedge of protection, right? But it's almost like a hedge of protection that really you don't need because God has given you everything you need already. But because you're in his presence, you, you seem more confident. You know, uh, me and my son for a long time, and I'm not talking about a year or two, uh, actually, Ray remembers this. For a long time, we played together. You know, we played together in all types of leagues and programs and stuff like that. My son operated with a certain confidence because his dad's on the court. To be honest, he ain't need me. He, had, he was trained to shoot a certain way, and that dude was just, it was reflex. But if I wasn't there, People were probably, people were doing stuff to distract them, cheap shot them, you know, talk about them, try to punk them. When I was there, the distractions didn't bother them because dad's there. When we're in God's presence, the distractions don't stop. Right. Right. You, you, you're in the fortress. They're still trying to shoot the arrows or whatever. You just ain't worried about it. Like, you're not, there's people eating inside the fortress. Full meals. Not eating, looking over their eyes, stuff like that. Outside the fortress, they're not doing that. They're worried about what could possibly happen, right? They're in a lot more, oh, my God, situations. All right, so Isaiah 35. Isaiah 35. Let's look at Isaiah 35. Again, we're talking about faith fortress. We're, We'll, we'll dive into a lot more of it next week, but just wanted to set a foundation this week because this is, you know, we were talking about the gifts. We were talking about growing up, and the thing about growing up, you know, we're growing up into being what we are, matured as Christians. So as, 
as Christians, when we're mature, we please God. We live the just shall what? Live by faith. I was, I was talking to someone today. I was counseling someone today, and I was telling them this. I said, so I asked them a few things. I asked the person, I said, okay, so I just, I might be looking at a person, but this might not attach itself to you. So, so how often do you read the word? So the person answered the question. Let's say they said consistently. So let's say they say six months. So how often do you tithe? And let's say they said, well, I've been tithing consistently for a whole year, right? Well, how often do you pray? Well, I'm a, I've been consistently praying for six, six months. I said, so now you, you, and they had times for everything. How long? I said, so you want to get to a place where you don't know. See, if you know, it's still something you're trying. If you don't know, it's something you're living. Because case in point, I told the person this. I said, all right, so when you, are, you, you live at a house, right? I said, I said when, when, when you're growing in God, you're not stopping to see if you're there yet all the time. Because this is, I'm living in his presence. Whatever is going to happen that he purposed for me is going to happen regardless but I live in his presence. I'm not just in his presence for whatever's going to happen. Because then it looks like, is it happening yet? Is it happening yet? Almost like when it happens, now I can leave your presence now. Which is a lot of times what people do, right? I can leave the, the faith fortress now. But if I live in the fortress, am I saying, are we there yet? I live there. You, you guys live in houses all the time. You, you're not sitting around the whole time. Are we at the house yet? Are we, have, are we coming to the house yet? You're in the house. You live there. So when you're living in God's faith fortress, it's not, you're not constantly checking, are we there yet? Or you're not labeling, I've been doing this for a whole six months. Well, I haven't been doing No, no, this is how I live. I don't see, I haven't seen nobody, I haven't seen nobody talk about breathing. I've been breathing for a whole year now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I breathe all the time. In and out. Sometimes slow breath, sometimes big breath. But man, I'm pretty good at breathing. I've mastered breathing. I haven't heard nobody say, is the oxygen there yet? Why? Because it's, it's, it's how... If the oxygen shows up, are you going to stop breathing now? Is this something that you can, you're going to arrive at and just rest at? You're going to be breathing for the rest of your life. Exactly, right? It's the same thing. Walk, getting into a faith fortress and living there, I'm living by faith. I'm not trying it. And we say this about marriage. Don't try marriage. If you try marriage, don't get married. Because try is, well, if it, things don't work my way, I'll just abort it. No, 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 no. You marry by faith and you grow in love. I'm married for the rest of my life. Did y'all get that? Y'all got that in counseling, but I've reemphasized that. This is our post counseling, <laughs> right? Right? And so, so let's look here at uh, Isaiah 35 at verse 8. Isaiah 35, verse 8. It says, look, and, and, and a highway shall be there. I, I know I'm pulling this a little bit out of context. I didn't read the whole chapter, um, but you can. Anytime. It says, and a highway shall be there and a way. 
And it shall be called the way of holiness. Look, the unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, after the colon, the wafering man, thou, it says, though fools shall not err therein. It says, no, it says, no lion shall be there, no any ravenous beast shall go up thereon. It, it shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. Now, 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 so, so, so it's saying, it says the unclean shall not pass, right? Didn't it say shall not pass over? So when you get in this fortress of faith, everything can't come in the fortress of faith. You know how we always talk about you going into the uh, airport and you can carry certain things. You can carry pocket knives or whatever, go get you some Starbucks or, 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 or Phillips, get you some, some, some crabs. Are y'all ain't hip with Phillips? Phillips is from Baltimore, but they have it in, 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 in the airports. Well, certain airports. I don't know if they have it in this one. Uh, but I don't even know Phillips from Baltimore. But my point is, I can go there with the pocket knife in my pocket, but when it's time for me to get going to the terminal to go to another level, what happens? Well, these days, I always, I've been using pocket knife for years, but these days, certain lotions and stuff you can't even carry, Right? The, 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 right, right, like there's certain things you just can't, you can't carry through that detector, right? To go into the terminal where you're going to be elevated to another level, right? And this is the thing. Every, so, so we have to get in the faith fortress, but we can't carry everything in. Because the faith fortress is designed with holy faith. It's pure faith. So we can't bring fear in there. We can't bring flesh in there, not in the fortress, because we could pollute or corrupt or tank the fortress. You see what I'm saying? Here, look at, look at uh, well, I said hedge of protection, so when you get a chance, you could, you could, uh, you could read for yourself Job chapter 1, verse, verse uh, 10. You know, uh, and it was talking about how the sons of God came before, came in the presence, came to the, the fortress to talk to God, and and God, he's got all the angels. He's like, so, uh, uh, Satan, he says, so you, uh, you've been trying to check out my son Job. I've been watching you. So you, 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 you looking to get at him because you smell fear on him, don't you? He says, he says, well, he said, go ahead. I mean, he, he has fear in him. So you have something in him to access. So according to the, 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 the fixed principle of the laws, you, you can tempt him. You can try. He says, well, hey, don't touch his flesh. Don't kill him. But you can tempt him. And he's like, well, how, how would God allow that? Well, Job allowed it. Because he had fear in him. He was, he was in a hedge of protection. He gave the adversary access to the, to the fortress by allowing fear on the inside. There's a movie called Legion. Um, it's about demons and, 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 and uh, angels, uh, uh, not for kids, uh, because it's kind of like really, they like really over the top. And they, they're, they're warped. They're not really accurate with the story. But, but this is what I'll be picking up stuff. So this is what I picked up. They're, 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 in, a, they're in their own fortress. They barricaded a, a restaurant or something. And so the demons couldn't get in. Now, demons weren't weak. It's just they couldn't pass into the restaurant. 
So they're hoping they come out. But the demons demons figure something out. If somebody in there has something in them that I can access, I don't have to go through the door. I can go, I can get inside by getting inside of them. So if somebody had envy in them, fear in them, lust in them, the demons will get inside the person and they had access inside the building. So they opened themselves up, right? Does that make sense? All right, so, so, so we have to watch uh, uh, either one, allowing ourselves to take on things on the inside because that can get us out of the faith fortress. The other thing is we got to watch being tempted to stray away from the fortress. And, and, and I'll get into that um, Hopefully, I'll have time today to break down how things started in Genesis. But let's look at Psalm 73. Psalm 73. You know, when the scripture talks about there'll be no, uh, there'll be no uh, feminine, it breaks down all the different angles of that can't possess the kingdom of God. Now, this is next week's teaching, but we'll see how the kingdom of God represents that faith fortress, right? Um, but it says that everybody can't enter in, right? Right, everybody can't, get, can't enter in because you just can't be bringing anything to the presence of God. It's not a punishment. You just can't bring anything in. Some of y'all like that at your house, ain't you? you oh, where you going with that? Oh, no, 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 wrong house. <laughs> not here, <laughs> right? Right? Well, hopefully it's like that, you know, just let people just be bringing stuff in. <laughs> I know it's like that in our crib. Oh, no, you can't do that here. Right, so I guess maybe that's why some people don't come stay with us, huh? <laughs> that's something to look at, huh? All right, so Psalm 73, 27. It says, uh, it says for, for, for low... They that are far from thee shall perish. It says, thou hast destroyed all them that go a-whoring from thee. It says, but it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust, my faith in the Lord God that I may declare all thy works. Look, it says, they that go far from thee shall perish. When you, when you get pulled outside of the presence, outside of the boundaries of protection, outside of the faith fortress, it's, again, it's not as much of a punishment as it is a consequence. Just like we said, you take a fish out of the water. If you take a fish out of the water, who's punishing the fish? Nobody. It's out of, it's out of its element. You take a tree out of the ground, it's out of its element. You take a man out of God, out of God's presence, we're out of our element. So we, I can't believe God's doing this. Get back in his presence. You see what I'm saying? Like, like, like it's, a lot of times it's, 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 a, it's a, a presence deficiency, right? Uh, the scripture talks in uh, Judges, you know, as it was talking about Samson. Uh, so, so, so. If you know the backdrop of Samson, you know, the spirit of the Lord was on him. So he was just, he was just doing, you know, miraculous stuff. But then sometimes he went out 
thinking the spirit of the Lord was still on him because he was overconfident. I mean, you took something, you took, was it, was, took the jawbone and, and was destroying folk. So, so there was an overconfidence he went out with, like, almost like, yeah, I know who I am, I'm Samson, but God wasn't with him. <laughs> you see? And if you, we, we, know, we know his, uh, what was his kryptonite, right? <laughs> right, right. Right, so, so again, the, in his case, he thought that, that he could leave the presence and the presence would be with him, <laughs> right? And I think sometimes we do that. We get overconfident because there's things that, uh, I remember sharing this with my son years ago. You know, son was around us. He's rolling, growing in things of God. But then, you know, he, he went through his teenage years. We got tempted to do some things. And so I was talking to him because I saw where he was going. I said, son, okay, so let's break this down. And he was like, I'm still blessed. <laughs> I remember uh, when you watched this, we was at, uh, in Gehanna on Douglas Drive, right, <laughs> in the driveway. He said, he said, I'm still blessed. And I said, son, the blessings that, you, you deal, you, that you're going through now is the residual of the seeds that were sown before. But you know, you're about to reap a harvest of what you're doing now too, right? That's coming too, right? And so sometimes we don't realize we can't afford to be outside of the faith fortress, right? All right, let's look, at, let's look here at uh, the Samson scripture is Judges 16, 20 through 22. Judges 16, 20, 22. I just told you to, around about around the story. But that's where you can find where he thought his uh, presence was with him like other times. Uh, Psalm 27. Love Psalm 27. I wonder if I, I, I can still quote the whole chapter. All right, so Psalm 27 and um, verse 5. Look, look, it says, for in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. See, see when, when I'm in a fortress of faith, nothing can, can one, one, I'm, I'm elevated at such a level, nothing can get to me. I'm surrounded as, with, with so much of God's presence, nothing can touch me. And so that's, that has to be important to us. You know, as we're talking about this, this six months, we have to recalibrate our life to make sure we do nothing that can pull us out of the presence. You remember in the Bible, it's Numbers 9. Uh, let's look at Numbers 9 real quick. Talk about the, the, the presence and the pillar of God. Let's see. Numbers 9. And... We'll lock in Numbers 9, verse, verse 20. Numbers 9, verse 20. It says, and it was so when the cloud was, uh, when the cloud was a few days upon the tabernacle, according to the commandment of the Lord, they abode in their tents. And according to the commandment of the Lord, they journeyed. And so it was when the cloud abode, from um, evening to morning that the cloud was taken up in the morning 
they journeyed, whether it was by day or by night, that the cloud was taken up, they, uh, taken up, they journeyed. Or whether it was two days or a month or a year that the cloud tarried upon the tabernacle, remaining thereon, the children of Israel abode in their tents and journeyed not. But when it was taken up, they journeyed. So, so their indication of when to just rest in the presence of God was based on the cloud, the presence of God there. Oh, the presence of God here, we good. Presence of God move, we move. <laughs> right? Yeah, you remember, remember you, you, had the, you had the pillar of fire, you had the cloud, right? You know, uh, even in the movie, The Ten Commandments, right? So, the, so, so they move with the presence of God. Not, you know, presence of God move, well, I ain't going nowhere, I'm just staying here. They, 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 they made sure they stayed in the fortress of faith, right? They stayed with the cloud. So God's tabernacle is our fortress of faith. It's our boundaries of blessing. It's our boundaries of blessing. Psalm 91, let's look here. It's another, you know, favorite chapter here. Psalm 91. Look, verse 2. It says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. Look, and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. In him will I have faith in. Right? It's my faith fortress. Right, uh, Psalm 62, 6. I'll just give it to you, Psalm 62, 6. He only is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. Look, I shall not be shaken. See, 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 when I'm in that faith fortress, nothing shakes me. Remember what was the teaching? Uh, unshakable? Nothing shakes me. But there's things that will tempt to shake me. Right? There was this, there's false evidence appearing real that would be trying to come at me. Like, you could be the best Christian. The fiery darts is coming. Not because you're evil, because the adversary is like, maybe this would be a good day. Right? He's seeking whom he may devour, who he can pull outside of the presence of God. Right? So, this is the thing. We're, we, we have this We have this fortress. Um, of God's presence, his faith fortress, that if we can challenge ourselves to lock in, stay in, um, um, uh, uh, some of the things that we slip into and then now we're using all of our faith energy to get out of a pit that we shouldn't have been in. Does that make sense? I, I just used the word pit, but you know, like, I got pulled out of the presence. While I was out of this presence, something attacked me. Oh, I'm just using like this. I got bit. So now I got to spend all my time dealing with I got bit, but I wouldn't have, I could have used that faith to go to another level, right? But so, so I can't use the faith to go to another level now because I need that faith now. I've, I'm using it to take care of getting bit. But I wouldn't have to use it to get bit if I wasn't in that outside of his presence. Does that make sense? Okay. So, so look here at Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 10. Ecclesiastes chapter 10. I just want to give you a, um, a, a confirmation to what I just shared. Ecclesiastes 10 verse 8. It says, he that diggeth a pit shall fall into it. 
And whosoever, look, breaketh a hedge, a serpent shall bite him. Whosoever removeth stones shall be hurt therewith. Right. So it's saying, like, so, so you have this protection. If you break out of the protection, it's saying you're going to get, it says a serpent. Serpent represents the enemy. Shall bite you. So now when I'm bit by the serpent, I got to do something to get that poison that's going through me. Either the poison of lust, the poison of fear, the poison of anger, right? You know, you, you ever notice when you're outside of the presence, you, you, you're not yourself? None of us. N- nobody in the room. We're, we're not ourselves. You know, we're, you know, we, we're, uh, sometimes we're more fearful. We're more impatient. We talk crazy. We're a lot more defensive. Uh, for whatever reason, can't nobody tell you nothing. But you, you I mean, you, 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 you're, the, you're, you're the same good person, but you got bit by that poison. The poison is affecting you, and it's, 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 it's creating delusions, confusions, and paranoia. You'll find yourself a lot weaker. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you're poisoned now. You're a lot weaker, so things that you were, you've been resisting, you're tempted to do. Because you're just looking for relief, right? You're not looking for revelation. You're not looking for uh, fulfillment. You're just looking for temporary relief at the expense of fulfillment, right? So you don't want to break the hedge. You don't want to break out of the, the faith fortress. And this is the thing. Job had a hedge of protection, right? Remember? You know, in Job chapter 1, when God said, he said, man, I would go after him, but you got him, you got him, you got a hedge of protection around him. But this is the key. It wasn't just God having a hedge, but it was Job staying within the hedge. See, see, see in one breath you can go, you only be, Job was only being protected because you have the hedge. But Job had choice. Like we have, I said before you, life and death, blessings and curses. Job could have left out of the hedge. Would he have been protected then? No. So, so we don't have to trip with God. He has this boundaries of blessings. He has a faith fortress. He has this hedge of protection. We got to stay within the hedge. We got to stay within the faith fortress. Right? If we're outside of the faith fortress, it's not a punishment. It's not a put down. It should be expected that there will be consequences. If you get bit, you're not offended. I can't believe the guy let me get bit. This is just how my mind works. How could you make the statement? You went outside. You, you, you risked. 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 Y'all know what I'm trying to say, right? It seems like I'm replacing the K with a T or something. But, but you, you risked. That don't even sound right. I have, yeah, so anyway, I did it. All right. Y'all know what I meant. You took the chance. <laughs> right? You took the chance. So if you take the chance and you get bit, you're saying, man, I took a chance, I got bit. You, you repent, you ask for forgiveness, you, you, you run with terror back inside the faith fortress, right? But it's weird. Do we always do it that way? Like, we'll stay outside of the fortress, bit, poisoned, 
right? And be like, well, see, I can't understand why. Well, how I know the, the snake was out here. You know, and, you know, you love me, God. You could have told me the snake was out here. And then why would you let the snake bite me? See, this doesn't make no sense. You're supposed to be God. Wait a minute. Who, who left? <laughs> what you say? Broke out? Yeah, who broke out? Right? So, so, <laughs> so God has this faith fortress, or as it says in uh, Numbers 35, a city of refuge for us, you know, like, like to, to keep us protected. But, and I shared this with you guys before, uh, uh, my friend, uh, uh, ooh, uh, so, so I don't know, I apologize, Rob, I'll probably be messing up. So I was calling him captain for years, he's a pilot, but he's at a whole, I think he's a, he might be lieutenant, he's something way above captain now. But as he was growing in aviation, he would always tell us the different trainings he had to go through. And, you know, he was talking about, you know, uh, the, the, how, how there's a highway in the sky. And I always tell you, the first time I got in the plane, when he turned those numbers, I was like, what's the numbers for? He said, well, well that puts me on the, the, the coordinates to the highway that I have to travel. So if I put 222, that takes me, if we're going to uh, New Jersey, that takes me to New Jersey. I said, okay, you do 221, you're in New York then, right? He said, no, not necessarily. <laughs> you know, he said, one degree could put you in enemy territory, just being one degree off. And see, so, so sometimes we take a step out of the fortress and we go, well, I'm not really out, out of the fortress. But this is the thing, you're exposed. Even if it's your toe, you, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a movie guy. Have you ever watched the movies where, you know, they're shooting and somebody step their toe out and they shoot the toe, the guy falls down and they shoot him in the head? <laughs> right? They shoot him in the toe. Ah! You know, now he's out here. You can get me now. <laughs> right? And so, so, so we don't want to be exposed outside of that faith fortress, right? Right? So, so being off course is just not an option for us. You know, that's why I told you to write that down. Because being, of course, is being outside of your boundaries or your faith fortress. And, and that's not an option for us. We got to live life as not an option to be outside of, you know, the faith fortress or boundaries of blessing that God has, has established for us. You know, when we talked about, we've talked about laws and, and the principles in the Bible and God showed me this. I remember when he showed me that the, the laws in the Bible were never for, it wasn't all about prevention. It was about protection. And so I did, a, I did chapel uh, for an arena football team in Marion, Ohio. And I said, and I just asked him, I said, so if I, if I establish boundaries around here and I said, y'all can't go there. You can't go here and you can't go here and you can't go here. I said, what's the temptation? And all these guys was like, to go there, to break out something in us is like, I just got to do it because you told me I could. I said, I said, but what happens is something in your flesh is saying you're being um, prevented from something. But if you listen to your spirit, man, it will tell you you're being protected from something. 
And so if we look at laws and rules and fixed principles and boundaries as protection, we operate different. You know, so as, as Kenzie's growing up, you know, okay, don't go to the stove because, you know, she grab a pot and boiling water for a long. Stay away from that electric socket. We, you know, well, they're not in here now because we're having a lot of kids, but you have the plugs, right? But, but you're, it's protection. Everything that God set up is for protection. They created streetlights for protection because people was crashing. But some of us think what? Man, you got these lights in here slowing me down. No, the lights are so, because everybody may not be, everybody may be thinking go at the same time at a cross section. You know what that's called, right? An accident, <laughs> right? And, and so, so, so that's what God is trying to do. So there are benefits to these boundaries or benefits to being in your faith for, fortress, right? You know, really stand in harmony with your design. See, because if I stay in a faith fortress, I'm trusting that, that in his presence, fullness of joy, right hand, pleasures forevermore, everything that God has set up for my life is going to evolve in my life. So I'm not tempted to break out, you know, just, just, well, it's taking too long. You know, like we, we you know, we change uh, our presence of uh, being in the presence of God, being the presence of the world, being the presence of the enemy, being the presence of the fool, like we change our socks sometimes. When, when there's something that happens when you're rooted and grounded and you stay in that presence, some things happen there. And see, all this started, the adversary started this way back in the garden. See, because they were in the Garden of Eden. They had everything they needed. If you study it out, you just read it for yourself. They, it was even gold in the garden. Why is that even in the Bible? Like, in the, in the, if you read through it, you'll see that there was gold within the ground of the garden, right, in Genesis, right? Like, like so they, and then they were in God's presence. They, they, they were fulfilled. He, he, he had created them with everything they needed, but the adversary tempted them, right? He, he, he tempted them outside of the presence of God, outside of their boundaries of protection, outside of their faith fortress, just to eat a piece of fruit for one moment of pleasure. What, 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 what is it? Uh, Genesis 3, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Uh, let's see. Well, it's, 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 it's uh, Genesis 3, 1 through 12, but I wanted to read something in particular. Uh, they hid themselves. Where is it? Um, oh, verse 6. And when, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, right? Right? It says, it says, and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desired to make one wise. Right? She saw that it was good for food, lust of the eyes. I mean, I mean, she saw that it was good for food, uh, the lust of the flesh, that it was pleasant to the eyes, the lust of the eyes, uh, and a, tree, and, and, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, the pride of life. And so he tempted her with the same three things to pull her out of her faith fortress 
And, and right after that, now they start to hide themselves. You ever been in a situation where you're hiding yourself from the very people that can help you? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like what happens when we do that? You know, and then, you know, and sometimes we hide proximity, but sometimes we hide by verbally keeping people off you. You know, like, you know, dogs bark behind the fence because they don't want you to come back there, right? You know they're scared, right? You know, but, but it, you don't think that, do you? Right? And so, so, so that's the thing. We find ourselves in these same situations being pulled out of our faith fortress. So don't, don't, don't allow the adversary to bite you, poison you, and, and blur your vision, right? Lose sight of, take off your faith lenses, stay in that fortress of faith. Um, the scripture says in uh, Proverbs 29, 18, right? It says, where there's no vision, um, I forgot what version it is, people cast off restraint. So, 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 so if I don't have vision, so there's, there's, there's a line here. Vision helps me to see, whoa, no, no, I'm not going outside of the presence of God, right? But if I lose my vision, if I lose the ability to see, I lose my faith lenses, I can't see the line. The line is blurry. I can walk right out of the presence of God and not even realize it. I can walk right out of the faith fortress but the interesting thing, similar to Adam and Eve, it's happened in our life. When you walk out of the faith fortress, you don't immediately recognize you're out of the presence because you, you've been bitten, you're poisoned, you're blind. And so somebody could tell you outside of the presence and, and, and you'll be fighting and kicking and screaming. Right? And you'll be, so things will be happening. See, see the, the thing about when you walk outside of the faith fortress Things immediately happen that's darker than the light you were just in, right? But things could happen, and instead of us going, whoa, how do I get out here? I'm going to get back. Something in us, we're numb to the fact that of all the signals that's happening right away. The mishaps, the crazy, like we'll, we'll excuse the craziness. Ah, yeah, you know, these things happen. No, they're not just happening. They're letting you know, hey, you, 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 you crossed the line. You, break the, you broke the hedge. Get back into the faith fortress. But, but not as like, you crazy sinner. No, it's not even like that. It's, it's just, hey, you're not, you, you can't survive out here. Why do the astronauts wear this suit and put this helmet on to go into space? They need, to, to, they, they need the nutrients and the oxygen and stuff like that to survive in the atmosphere. So they're basically taking it with them. We have to stay in God's faith fortress and take it with us everywhere we go. We can't leave the presence of God. Because, you know, we'll lose sight. We'll go blind. We'll cast off restraint. When you cast off restraint, see, the thing about restraint, restraint is our friend. Restraint says, hey... Going out of the, you're going out of the faith fortress. You're going out of the faith fortress. You know, like, uh, uh, I, I believe they have my head. They have the invisible fences for dogs. Yeah. So, 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 so basically, the dog, what, why do they have invisible fences for dogs? It's all about protection. In some cases, protecting us from getting bit, right? 
but mostly to protect the dog from running down the street and getting what? Hit. But does the dog see it as protection? If he did, he wouldn't keep getting his butt shocked, <laughs> right? But, but what it is, he, get, he gets to a, a, a boundary and, 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 and he gets shocked to let him know, hey, no, you're going too far. In our life, that's called conviction. Do you know there's some dogs will keep testing the fence until they figure out how to handle the shock? So they're numb to the shock. So they can go outside the fence and get hit by a car. Do you know we do that? We figure out a way to be numb to the conviction to a point we don't recognize the conviction and we walk outside of the faith fortress and get hit by more in the car. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So, so it's not, it, it's definitely not like a punishment. It's a protection. So some of these temptations, though they look subtle and though they're pleasurable in the moment, they're stealing something from us when they pull us out of the, the, our, our faith fortress. You know, in his presence, fullness of joy, right-hand pleasures forevermore, right? And so this faith fortress is a, is, is a place, um, we'll get into this too, you know, we're going we're gonna, to, uh, we'll talk about how the, with the kingdom of God is the faith fortress, but the interesting thing, we'll see this is one of the first messages at the church. There's a place for what God has for us. There's a, there's a grace, like God's constantly moving us in certain positions. Like if you think about with Abraham, he said, okay, leave your brother and your kindred and go to a place I'll show you. And there I'm going to bless you. You'll be a blessing. Uh, in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Like, so, so what he was saying is my presence is here. Now, I told you the testimony when um, my sister was trying to get me to come to Columbus, Ohio. And I was like, well, you know, when she first asked me, I wasn't really going to church. I was like, you go to church and you bored. So I'm not going there. And then circumstances worked out where it was like I was asked to go again, but I went to visit. And I was really praying about it. I, started going, I just started going to church. I was new to really going to church, trying to hear from God. And I went to this service and, and, and this, this woman I own a lot, she taught on I believe it was Joshua 7. Joshua 7, Judges 7. But the scripture says, leave, um, leave from where you are. It opens up. It says, leave from where you are. It says, seek God and go after it. It was talking about the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God. And right after I read the scripture, because I'm, I'm, I don't go to church. I'm just going to church from time to time. And I'm, I'm intensely going to church that day because I was like, man, I need to know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm playing in this, for this team and... I really want to play basketball, but go to Ohio. I don't even know if they play basketball. So I was really praying about it. And I just asked God, God, you got to show me. And she opened up with the scripture. Leave from where you are. See God and go after it. Right after I read the scripture, God said, I see you in Columbus. He said, my faith fortress is in Columbus. So you, you can hang out here in New Jersey if you want to. Now, now, everybody's not going to understand that. Somebody's going to listen to that right now uh, from my hometown. Like, man, come on. My, it, it didn't make sense to me. It wasn't something I wanted to do. Not, not close. I, I'm not saying I was like walking on water or in super heaven, 
But what my desire was, besides newly getting into God, my number one thing was basketball. And I was enjoying what I was doing with basketball. And I was moving up. I was getting, you know, sometimes you like to know where everyone, everybody knows your name, right? Well, every, every court I went to, now I'm, everybody knows my name. People talking about me in the stands before the game. I see him play that. So now God's saying come to Ohio. I go there. I go, I go to that church and I hear that scripture. But I realize he was moving me into a place where I could be in his faith fortress all the time. I didn't know because no one told me. And it changed my life. So, so if we stop fighting some of our direction and our guidance, our shepherding, and just say, okay, where is this taking me? It's taking us into that, that faith fortress. Why am I being challenged? Because you let something pull you out of it. Right? Trying to say I'm evil? No. I'm trying to say you're in the wrong position to be fulfilled and you want to be fulfilled. Get back in the fortress. That's all. Not, not, not. Man, what's wrong with you? Man, ain't nobody. Listen, I'm going to tell you how we are. Nobody really got a time for the blame game. I'm just being real. Like, who has time for that? Like, I really, respectfully, I don't have time to attach you to fault. I just, why? Let's say if I spend my whole time proving to you it's your fault. You still, something still got to get done, right? I told somebody today, I said, it ain't your fault, but it is your responsibility. See, 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 that's the thing. Like, there's things that happened in my life wasn't my fault. You know, growing up, I didn't ask to be put in, you know, foster parents. But guess what? It was my responsibility. I had, I had, to, I had, to, I had to garner up the ability to respond properly or I would have never found the faith fortress. I could still be sitting around justifying my craziness because I was treated unfair. I could still be doing that, or things didn't go happen the way I had planned them out. I could still be going, well, see, I didn't do nothing to deserve this plan to change. Yes, you did. You were born. Like you said, what, what did I do to cause this plan to be changed? You were born. You were born, and because you were born, you were born into a purpose, and the purpose didn't line up with all of your plans. And if you kept moving, you would see how it was going to work out for you good. So what caused you to, to be dealing with the, ch- the, the change of plans? Birth. <laughs> That's what it was. For me, I had to realize it's birth. Yes, and I knew that I knew that I knew that my plans were the best plans. And guess what? They weren't. God loved me, and his plans was better than mine. And I had to humble myself. Let me just see what your plans is, because obviously, obviously, you're not endorsing this plan. So, so let's just see what your plan is, okay? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> right, let's just do that. Sure, no problem, Keith. Do you want to see what my plan is? Come on into my fortress. Yeah, yeah, but, but you know, to come into your fortress, though, I'm going to have to let go of some things, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because I can't bring anything in there. You know, you got this, this huge spiritual detector. You know what I'm saying? Like, how am I here? Yeah, well, you want to know what my plans is. My plans are better than yours. I'm going to tell you that right now. 
And to find out my plans, you got to come on into the fortress. Just come on in. Trust me. <laughs> hey, you can come into the fortress, check the plans out, and go, man, that's crazy. I'm not doing it. Because the doors are always open for you to come in, but they're also open for you to leave. <laughs> you have choice. And so, so, so that's what it is. If, 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 if there's any part of you that feels something's missing, you might not actually be in the fortress. You could be in proximity. You, 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 you could have took the flight, showed up in the town, but never came into the fortress. You know we got people doing that, right? Look, you could be talking about the fortress every day. <laughs> you know, these people talk about the fortress all the time. You could have all the stats on the fortress, its location, its elevation, how many bricks it took to build it, why it's so important for you to be in a fortress. You could break it down. The reason why you want to be in a fortress is this, that, and the other. But the whole time, you're still standing outside the fortress. Then you could decide, you know what? I need to go to the faith fortress. You could travel. Take you all types of stuff to get to where the fortress is at. Be in the same city, nowhere near the fortress. Now it happens when we come in. And then you can get inside the fortress, take a glimpse as what's supposed to happen, and then leave. And miss out on something. How many times have you read something and didn't read the whole thing right? or had to build something and put the shelves backwards. You know when you show like the rough part on the outside where it's supposed to be the smooth part? Because you smart, you don't need to read the instructions. I've done that. You know, like, oh, I got this. Like, ah, this is not gonna work. I put the left shelf on the right side. Now I take it all apart. Well, we're doing that with our life. We're, 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 we're putting the left purpose on the right side because we didn't stay in the faith fortress long enough to see clearly to what God has planned for our lives. All right, so that's all for today. We'll, we'll, we'll get back into um, being ever ready for his presence uh, next week. But I just wanted to get us stirred up, you know, talking about the faith fortress.